1: Welcome inside episode 441 of the
0: Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba,
1: alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. And Ross, it was a tough, tough weekend for the Ottawa Senators. They did not win their second game in the back-to-back California road games up against the LA Kings. Shocker, I know, but... There was a biting incident that we're going to sink our teeth into and a couple of waiver wire transactions, Ross. The Ottawa Senators claim another fourth line centerman that hopefully will turn things around here. We will find out tomorrow. The Senators off today again. They flew
0: home from California on Sunday, day off Monday, and then they hit the practice ice on Tuesday. But we do have to dissect the Adam Gaudette pickup and... I'm not wearing this Belleville Sen sweater in honor of Matt Murray, who has cleared waivers, reassigned to the AHL to potentially refine his game. No, I'm wearing it because the Belleville Sen swept the Laval Rocket and have won seven of their last nine games. We've got a ton to get into. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, November 29th at Pilsy. Nothing like a little controversy to distract you from a losing streak.
1: Yeah, I mean, we always say at the Ottawa centres, they may not be successful, but they're always interesting. And there's never a dull day in Sensland. land. And it's crazy when all this happens on the weekend, Ross. I mean, we have a jam-packed episode with a lot of moving parts to talk about here
0: exactly we have to start though with brendan lemieux and this Ugh. scrum and you could tell they were going full mma hey uh brady kachuk had the half shield going up from from below but there was a moment where it seemed like it was calming down this was at the end of a game and not quite the end it's still a one goal game five and a half minutes left i should yep. say and once the the two linesmen got in they needed two of them and once they did Brady had a moment where he just snapped, and he, he hit Brandon Lemieux with two lefts and a right, and then right when he gets up, there's very clear blood dripping from his hand. How long did it take you to realize, was it just Brady yelling that, hey, he, he bit me? He effing bit me. Twice.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can uh, read those lips very clearly, what he's saying, and then um, you bring in the context of him waving a bloody hand around. <laughs> like, it did not take too long after, and also let's not pretend that uh, this is the first Lemieux biting incident that's happened. I think there, first there's father a, son. Yeah. First father, son ever to be suspended for so biting next. people. So yeah. Do, did I think he bit him? I think, yeah, it was pretty clear at that point. And like you said, Brady, he just snapped and, I don't blame him. Like, man, the crap that he's had to put up with. And then and then you're just trying to do your job and get some emotion out of your team. And a guy bites you in these times? Getting bit by someone <laughs> who lives in another country is scary. Whew.
0: And not only that, Brendan Lemieux was on record as saying that uh, he was nervous about getting his vaccine. But he's happy to just chomp Human down. Human flesh, not a big deal. On Brady Kachuk's hand. Just a, a guy who, as Brady pointed out, nobody likes him. Even his own teammates. And then people were commenting on Instagram, former teammates of his in the USHL, saying, yeah, our fighter beat the crap out of him because he was just so awful to be around. And you look at him, he's 26 years old, and he's still like, he's effective in a a limited role in terms of getting under your skin, being Mm -hmm. aggravated. Why is he already on his third NHL team, right? Winnipeg didn't want him. There's some um, stories that came out about his time with the Manitoba Moose. He was going headhunting on tendies in practice. We don't stand for that on a goalie-friendly show. And then gets moved to the Rangers. They say thanks, but no thanks. He was on the uh, Tony D'Angelo podcast where nice. they were they were just, yeah, as as far right as you can get. And then, you know, you end up in Los Angeles, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. He did get offered a five or more game – Well in-person <laughs> hearing to give him the potential of a suspension but these refs typically in a situation like that there's more controversy it's like did he do it or did he not they gave him a match penalty
1: right away yeah like there's there's no question what happened there and there's just no excuse for that like hockey hockey is the only sport in the world where you are allowed to take your gloves off, stop the game and beat the living crap out of each other for as long as you want. (laughs) Why do you have to bite a guy? Like there's so many other things you could do. So that's good. There's no room for that in the game. And honestly, like Brady said, kids aren't even doing that. Like you don't even hear in peewee hockey, like kids biting each other. That's just, it's disgusting, honestly. So get that, get this guy out of, out of this league. Honestly, like kick him off the tour, Doug. Yeah. Go play in Russia
0: get out of here yeah, no question about that and then it did give one positive though and that's maybe an all-time quote after the game for Brady Kachuk great to see like he was so dejected at the end of the game Pilsy that was mm. tough to watch but I'm, I'm happy that he took the amount of shots he did at Brendan Lemieux that's just it's a disgusting act and uh, Brady certainly made that known
1: yeah I mean this is one of those situations where there's no gray area here. Like, who is who is showing sympathy for Lemieux here? Like, there's there's none. Like, throw the book at him, get him out of here,
0: get him out of the league right away. I don't think that's the case. But what would be your suggestion or prediction for Lemieux's suspension?
1: Well, I'm trying to think of precedent when the last biting incident happened and uh, someone got his suspended. Old man. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there was it was Burrows. Or another Ottawa center. Didn't Yarku Rutu bite a guy as well?
0: Yes. I don't know if he was with the Sens, was he? He might have been with Pittsburgh or Ottawa.
1: I I think he might have been with Ottawa at the time. But I know he he did have that incident. So it's uh, it's not a new thing. But I'm going to guess it's going to be around five games. I think that's what Friedman reported is likely going to happen.
0: Really? I, I would say throw the buck at him, honestly.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, well, I want it to be. If you're asking what I want, I want at least 20 games. But I think kind of the the chat here is going to be around five or six.
0: It was with Ottawa. I'm looking up Yarko Rutu right now. Cost him two games and a chunk of salary. That's a good headline for me. Yeah, that is good. <laughs>
1: but I think the difference there, Ross, is I think Yarku bit through a guy's glove, which, hey, I'm... This Andrew Peters, the, too. The guy who yeah. fought Ray Emery. So he, he earned it. This is the this is the gray area of biting, I guess, where I talked there wasn't any. But there's a big difference between biting someone with a glove on and biting someone uh yeah. the raw flesh. Just, no,
0: but how funny is it that the, the odd take and Jonathan Quick saying I have my own opinion on it? What what own opinion that you can bite? And people let's with? hear it.
1: Like the mic is the floor is yours, Jonathan. I know. <laughs> like,
0: I know. That was an all-time like half defending a teammate. Yeah. But what really gets me uh, going is the people saying that he put his fingers in his mouth. It's like no, <laughs> he, he bit. He bit his thumb, like wh- like the the uh, backside of his hand. Like what are you talking about, Pillsy, We don't often do this. But Brady Kachuk's quote was so good that I clipped it. We're just gonna play it in full because we could kind of say word for word. But you have to hear Brady Kachuk. This is him post game talking with Gord Wilson on TSN twelve hundred.
1: Any one of his teammates Nobody wants to play with him This guy is A bad guy Bad teammate You know Focus on himself All the time Um Just guy's a guy's joke He shouldn't fucking Be in this league It's, it's This guy's got less mess. I know him. No other team wants him He's gonna keep You know Begging to be in the NHL But No team's gonna want him this. this guy's Just an absolute joke And Just a bad guy And it's just It's It's got less But I can't really wrap my head around it Children don't even do this This, this guy's just I'm not even a good player either Code of conduct broken obviously big time um, how shocked were you when that happened
0: <clears throat> it's outrageous it, it, it's like I like kids don't even do that anymore it's babies do that and the fact that he decides it's a, honest, like I, he's just a complete brickhead he's, he's got nothing up there bad, bad guy bad player but what a joke he is so
1: it's it's more years of—I mean, I think it's a couple more years. He's it's ticking
0: for him. Nobody wants him. It's ticking for him. What a way to end that diatribe! Saying next time my team plays him, he might not even be in the National Hockey League, Pilsy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's probably right, and hopefully right. And uh, bad teammate, bad guy.
0: We're going to update that as it comes along at Send Central on Twitter. But Pilsy, the hot topic is really Matt Murray. So let's get into that and then we'll finish up discussing the Belleville Senators and the game we saw against the LA Kings because there was actually a hockey game, believe it or not, between UFC fights. But speaking of when you want to watch everything on your TV, check out DirecTV Stream because sometimes you go through this problem where you've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called direct TV stream and it brings you live TV and on demand favorites together like never before so that you can watch your favorite shows, sports, and, and movies, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to ever buy another device ever again. The best part is, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Pilsy. So, bearing the lead, the Ottawa Senators fall 4-2 to the Los Angeles Kings. They get outshot 37-32. Once it was 3-1, kind of felt like this one was over in a sense. But the Senators get that five-minute power play with 5-30 left in the game and only generate two shots. Is that kind of the be-all, end-all of what we saw last night?
1: I mean, yeah, when you can't create momentum and generate offense on – a major power play that's cause for concern. Cause you're getting like your top power play unit might get three shifts in on the power play and a major, right? Like there's, there's a lot of time to be had with the man advantage there. So that's a tough one for sure. And you know, I, I like Connor Brown's game though, Ross, I think he had a, a couple good chances. The the only thing I really didn't like uh, him and Holden had a two on O early in the game. And instead of spacing out and allowing it to stay at two on zero, Brown gets the pass and then cuts Holden off and essentially <laughs> removes him from the play. Now, am I saying you gotta have Nick Holden open in the slot at all times when you get a chance? No, but still like it's a two on zero, you can go back and forth and you can still finish the play there. Whereas Connor Brown and no offense, Connor Brown, he might be the last guy on this entire team. I want taking a breakaway opportunity all by himself. So, That I didn't really like, but then he has the wherewithal. It's kind of a two-on-one sort of situation with the goal, and he says the pass isn't going to be an option. Let me try to get a low shot here and either score, which he did, or get a rebound that can pop out to that player trailing, riding towards the net. So I like that kind of adjustment there. But uh, yeah, cancelling Holden out of a two-on-oh, that was a weird one for me.
0: It was another momentum situation that cost the Senators the game two goals against in a span of under three minutes. It's something they really need to work on because when it rains, it pours and then they, they just can't seem to get it back even on that power play. Like that, that was tough. Now we know Brady Kachuk was sitting for the first four minutes of it. They had matching four minute penalties and then Lemieux had the five minute major on top of it. But even with Kachuk sitting and Drake Batherson out of the, out of the lineup, like they, it was slim pickings for the D or for these power play units. Their first unit: Shabbat, Stutzla, Norris, and that's typical. Connor Brown and Zach Sanford get bumped up to that top unit, but that leaves like this shows just the lack of depth. The second in the power play unit, oh boy! delzato Ennis, Paul, Tierney, and Gambrell. On most teams, those guys would be penalty killing bottom six guys they can't like come on <laughs> come
1: yeah, on! i got nothing for you there ross that's uh that's that's where this team is at
0: the best player on there like you could say overall maybe nick paul but again he's not a guy who i'd ever expect or want to see
1: on a power play and has been buzzing on the power play
0: the best yeah well Ennis. that's what i was gonna say he's probably their most suited to be on a power play yep. and the guy was on a pto so, what does that say for the pro scouting? Dalzano Gambrell. Now, Gambrell, yeah, seventh round pick, but still, like, man, second power play unit. And they have to play, right? It's a five minute major. You can't just roll one unit. And that cost them the game. Yeah. So, pretty disappointing stuff uh, last game against the LA Kings. And now, this is the Senators team, man. And like I said, it was great to have a distraction from the losses when you look at just LLL. It's, it's great to, to be able to chirp at a, a guy like uh, Brendan Lemieux, but they're now two thirteen and one in their last 16 games, Pelzi. Like, at some point, something's got to give, and I'm not talking about Matt Murray, but we may as well get into it because Matt Murray thinks he's been scapegoated from this situation. He made that clear to the organization, according to Elliot Freeman, This is all from 32 Thoughts Podcast this morning, and I'm pretty curious to get your thoughts on if you believe that Matt Murray is a scapegoat for a larger problem
1: in Ottawa. Well, first off, I, th- I think I'm probably going to take a different approach than most people here. Pillsy preaching patience. You guys know me. That's usually the way I go here. And I'm not going to hop on the Matt Murray hate train just because it's trending and it's cool on Twitter to dump on Matt Murray right now. Like I think, I think he's got some ground to stand on with that argument. Like, He's played five games this year. And DJ Smith, as far as I can remember, DJ Smith doesn't usually single out players after losses. DJ Smith went, there was nothing else in his mind after that San Jose loss. And it was, that's a goaltender. We're paying too much. We lost this game because of him. I'm done. I'm done with him. (laughs) And like... It was five games. Matt Murray has played 33 games for the Ottawa Senators, guys. Like, if we're talking about sample size here, I don't think that's enough to really fully throw the book at the guy. And this is a guy that's played 33 games for one of the worst teams in the league as well. And he was expected to just come in here and get back to his days of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, it's not going to happen like that. And I think I have some sympathy for Matt Murray, too, because he gets a contract that's too big for him. I don't think there was a single person in the hockey industry that said that contract matches up properly with Matt Murray. I bet. Dorian did. Yeah. But here's the thing, Ross. I think Pierre Dorian did because he thought they had to overpay him to secure him long term or longish term, four years.
0: Well, yeah. Well, he was an RFA when they acquired him from Pittsburgh. So they could have just said, Hey, here's one year sign your qualifying offer and we'll see if you're any good.
1: Yeah, they definitely have to
0: commit to him long term.
1: Yeah, they could have done that. But I think in, again, this is the pro scouting blame. I think in their mind, they thought he was going to bounce back and it was going to be worth the four years. Is that right?
0: Probably not. That's
1: That's what they thought. That's what I'm saying. That's the process here for that contract. The whole hockey industry knew he wasn't worth that. Isn't he like the seventh highest paid goalie in the league or something like that. He's top 10 for he's sure. He's sixth. I want to say, yeah, I know he's top 10. So he's making too much money and that's been clear since day one, but the senators, we were talking about a situation where we weren't sure if they were going to hit the salary cap floor people. So spending too much money on Matt Murray is not an organizational detriment that is causing them to be in 32nd out of 32nd in the league. I just want to make that clear. And then you start looking at the games he has played. Well, the Ottawa, a bunch of his games were at the start of last season when they were <laughs> the worst team in the league, and it wasn't even close. And a lot of those goals and games were his fault. Pillsy, 100%.
0: I'm, I'm looking on the goaltending cap hit rankings. Uh, Murray's not there because he's in the AHL. Whoops. Yeah. He, he
1: would be uh, sixth, though, between John Gibson and Connor Halbach, two pretty good goalies. Yeah, so it's he's not put in the right spot here, and this kind of reminds me of Dion Phaneuf situation in Toronto. They gave him the massive contract, they gave him the C. There was all this expectations, and he couldn't live up to it, and that's fine. Like people, but Dion was
0: sick in Calgary. Matt Murray's been a
1: bad goalie for the, his last two. Matt years Murray won two Stanley Cups before the age of twenty six, and then what? Yeah, but it, that can't be what you're leaning on for Dion there, right? No, like, but uh, I'm saying like the you pedigree can't give a was guy. there for Matt Murray as well. So, he had an 899
0: save percentage in 38 games and then got his contract.
1: Yeah. But that's usually like if Matt Murray has another season, like he was like he had before the Pittsburgh Penguins don't trade him. Right. Then he doesn't become available. So we're not even having this discussion because they re-sign him for sure. But Ottawa was banking on a bounce back and it's tough. It was tough for Ottawa to get free agents to come to Ottawa. So that's what they thought they had to do. That's, that's where that is. And And then the situation with DJ kind of reminds me of football coaches and kickers. They just, they don't understand kickers and goalies are misunderstood by head coaches. The the coaches think they're, they just are expected to do their job. And that's that. Like if kicker makes a kick, if he misses a kick, cut him. He, that's his job. He's got to do it. And I think that's kind of what the situation here is like DJ Smith even admits, I know nothing about goalies. I just lean towards the goalie coach, whatever they tell me, that's what I go with. And that's fine. That's fair. But to have him be the scapegoat after five games and being like, this well, is the six, problem. because
0: he got hurt in another one. We've seen that happen three times. He took warm-ups last year. Remember in Toronto when Dax had to go in and play his first NHL game? And what really rubbed me the wrong way, and we talked about this ad nauseum leading up to the home opener. This guy was practicing before the season, but then wasn't, wasn't healthy enough to play in the home opener. Like, go battle with your teammates.
1: If you're practicing, you should be able to play. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Ross, you, you keep talking again. I gotta find my uh, my graphic here. Oh, you got one. <laughs> well, no, you've, you've oh your seen favorite this one. one. I gotta I gotta one. pull it up though. I gotta pull it up. All right, while you are, I'll just no. Oh, here it is. Here up. it is. Look, Whoa. I don't know what Matt Murray's injuries were. I don't know Pop, I don't even know if they were f- like and it's not an injury but i don't know if the issue was physical or mental i've said it a bunch of times matt murray i think his confidence is a big part of how he plays his game and a lot of goalies are like that right it's a mental game you're you're on your own in that crease you got to you got to figure out how to solve things how to how to battle like you said but for a guy that's had health issues that was given this massive contract hasn't really had a stretch where he's been able to be consistent. And I'm not saying that's the Senator's problem. I'm not saying they didn't give him the opportunity. I'm just saying he hasn't, he hasn't had the opportunities himself and that's not, maybe not his fault either, but it's not fair to say that, that he's had enough time to figure it out and that he should have been playing better because he's been put in a terrible spot with arguably the worst defense in the league ever since he got here. So, all I'm saying is fans that are that are kind of p- piling up on him and saying, yeah, he is the scapegoat, he is the reason, I think need to cool it on that. And I don't know, there, maybe you want to rebuttal that Ross cuz I think you're on the opposite side of this argument, which is fine, but uh if if not, I'm I'm willing to move on to what this can do for Matt Murray, but I'll give you a chance to respond here.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not ready to absolutely bury the guy, but in I'm I'm doing the math right now. In 20 of his 33 games, he's had a save percentage below 890. That's unacceptable for a starting goalie, let alone a guy who's making that much. And if he has to go to Belleville to find his game, to make it public that you don't think you're the problem, I think it's, it's a responsibility issue here. Because when you're being paid that much, you should be a difference maker. And when Anton Forsberg, who was picked up off of waivers, has a better save percentage with the same decor and same forwards in front of him. He's been the worst of the three goalies. Only Mike Condon in the last four seasons since this whole gong show started in Ottawa has a worse save percentage than Matt Murray. And he only played two games. So of any of the six goalies, Anders Nielsen, Craig Anderson, and Mike McKenna's got a better save percentage in Ottawa in that span. He's just he has to look at his peers and say, wait. These guys are all in this brutal situation as well, and they're making more of it. Dax has a better save percentage than him, and he played half his games against Edmonton last year, who beat the wheels off of Ottawa. So there's just too many things right now where I think that if Matt Murray went in the media and was like, yeah, I need to be better, I think I'd have a little more respect than him saying it's not my problem. He's the only goalie in the National Hockey League this year who's played five games and doesn't have a win. Like, He's, He's playing for a
1: last-place team, though, right? Like The, Matt, the Ottawa Senators And Anton have.
0: Forsberg has a win. He made 46 saves. He went out and got the win himself. And that's what you need a starting goalie to do, and Matt Murray has not been able to do it. Yeah, The best he, has, he did was against the Rangers, and then he got hurt and couldn't finish the game.
1: Yeah, he hasn't been able to do it. The, the numbers are there. I'm not arguing you on that. I just think... For fans to to think that already he's he's done and that's it, I think is a little much. And so I don't know. That, that's where we both stand on this. And I think there's there's um, you know points on both sides that make sense. But moving on, he's this is happening. <laughs> the goalie that they paid over twenty million dollars in a contract and a second round pick, and he's supposed to come in and save the day, has not saved. The and day. he still owed fifteen million. He's making
0: seven next year and eight million dollars in the final year. Of but his contract. I think
1: I think that's the difference here. Ross is also none of those other goalies had the same expectations as Matt Murray had and had the same pressure put on him and. I'm I'm not a parent myself so I I can't fully understand this but at the start of each season he had a kid each year so I think That can be tough, especially in COVID times when you're a young athlete dealing with newborn kids and there's a lot of stuff going on and your health isn't good either. So I think that definitely probably plays a factor in there as well.
0: And there's also, and we don't want to dive into his personal life at all, but apparently uh, Pittsburgh fans are saying that he lost his father a few years ago and that really weighed on him mentally. And you can only sympathize with him for that, no question at all and and t- take as much time as you need to to get right, but at the same time, like when you're a fan, you're just seeing him paid that much money and the same airs, the rebound control like off ice aside, like I'm talking about the player, Matt Murray. The person we hope the best for. And yeah. We hope he goes down and kills it in Belleville. Now what I'm worried about is he's taking away playing time from two goalies who are killing it down there right now in Mando and Sogard. So I mean You have to separate it as a fan. Like I'm not standing for any personal attacks on Matt Murray, anything like that. But when he's on the ice wearing number 30, he's, I I mean, in hockey, these guys are assets. And you're looking at what they're being paid and what they're producing. And and the numbers just don't line up for me, especially when I pull up that list that he's no longer even on because he's not currently an NHL goalie. But when you're getting paid between between the guys I mentioned, John Gibson and Connor Hellebach, like you're expected to produce wins and steal wins for your team. And that just hasn't been able to happen.
1: Yeah, and that's a and and I think that's where I'm trying to come from, Ross, is I'm trying to analyze this like, okay, as a player, it hasn't been working out. So I'm trying to look at as a person, there's reasons why it probably hasn't worked out. And that's not that's not an excuse. I'm just trying to think of how did we get here? Right. right. And so I think there needs to be a little sympathy there for for the guy Matt Murray, not the player, because he's obviously going through a lot of stuff here. There's a yeah. lot going on in his life here, so that I think needs to be looked at. And so let's so he's going down to Belleville, and like you mentioned, it sucks. He's going to be taking playing time away from these guys, but also Mando, he's a young goalie. Sogard, they're young goalies. This that last year was their first. Pro year, they have a lot of runway. Like, if if Sogard
0: only played seven games last year,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have a lot of runway here, so it's not like we're snatching their chance to come up to the NHL or anything. That's what I'm trying to say. the The weight of taking time away from the goalies is very minor, in my opinion. If anything, I actually think it helps because you're going to get a guy who's won two Stanley Cups, who's going through the dumps right now, and you're going to get to see how does he prepare, what can I take from him, and Honestly, flip side. What are some things that he's doing that I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to do? Right. It, there's yep. two sides to that coin. Fair. Also, and I know probably first response is is going to be they did switch a goalie coach, but you're getting a new goalie coach voice down in Belleville. Uh, I'm I'm blanking. Justin on Peters. Here. Justin Peters. Yep. So, and I know Sens fans are going to say they already fired the goalie coach and got a new one. Yeah, I get it. But sometimes you just need a quick fresh new voice and that's fine so he's going to get that in Belleville and he's getting away from that negative space that that is going on in Ottawa right now let's be honest and for a guy who's again my opinion is confidence and uh, his confidence kind of reflects how he plays on the ice so much that's probably a good thing to get him away from that negative space especially if the coach is singling him out and now the teammates might be like yeah, DJ's kind of right. You are kind of the problem. That's got to be yeah. a hella awkward situation yeah. to be involved in. And then the media is piling on you. The fans are piling on you. So get him away from that situation. There's He's not doing anyone any good by staying there, right? I think both of us can agree on that. Is He hasn't been helping out in that situation. So get him to Belleville. That's a youthful team that's winning games. That, uh, you know, none of those kind of negative things from Ottawa should follow him there. He's going to get a chance to get some AHL experience. I mean, not that he needs it, but some AHL playing time to hopefully boost his confidence here. And then maybe he can come back. I think we need to kind of put Matt Murray on the back burner here, in the back of our minds. That hopefully, at some time in Belleville, he can improve. And then he can come up and start... <laughs> It sucks to say this, but start playing a backup role for Gustafson and then eventually work into a more reliable goaltender for this team. So I think it's obviously a bad look for the Ottawa Senators. It's a terrible look and there's negativity all over the place here. But I'm trying to find some positivity and I think doing this is better than doing nothing. So that's where I'm going to stand on this. And hopefully Matt Murray, the person and Matt Murray, the player can improve from this and come back better.
0: Pilsey, I'm going to end off our Matt Murray segment with a little positivity. In 2014-2015, Matt Murray was on the AHL all-rookie team. He had the best goals against average. He was the best goalie in the league. He had the best save percentage, first-team all-star, goalie of the month twice, and had the most shutouts. He had 12 shutouts in his first season oh, in uh, in the AHL. In 72 AHL games, he's got a 936 save percentage. So Matt Murray is a dominant AHL goalie, but that's not what you pay <laughs> 6.25 million for for the next three yeah. years including this year this and year tomorrow the, yeah. the next two okay well matt murray's heading to belleville but adam godette is heading to ottawa where will he fit in we'll talk lines tomorrow but i want to get your thoughts on the player adam godette but first pilsey you want to give us a word from our friends at bet
1: online Yeah, we're back it with bet online it's monday there's some games going on tonight i'm hopping back into the parlay it's uh it's I still only have that one win, Ross. It's tough to ride on with that, but you got to get back into the action. That's the betonline.ag way is get off the sidelines and get back into the action here. So let me just pull up. I've got my parlay here. So, they're the exclusive sports book of the Locked On Senators podcast. We are partners with them. And since we're partners with them and you are a loyal listener of the Locked On Senators podcast, we're going to hook you guys up with the promo code. So make a free account today at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get yourself a 50% welcome Bonus. So you put a hundred bucks in, you're going to get fifty. Bingo, bango, bongo. You got some free play money to use on the parlay, and we're going to tease a little. I'm not going to say the parlay in the ad. I'm going to tweet Ooh. out my parlay later on today. So make sure you're following along. It's a three team one. Should be interesting. Got some good odds. But get off the sidelines. Get into the action. It's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook expert.
0: This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the number one protein bar in the league. It's also The best because it comes in so many different flavors. They've got 16 of them, and you can check them all out at BuiltBar.com. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy and girl as well because you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie and low in sugar, but they're high in protein and high in fiber. Low in what you don't want, high in what you need. So Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, Go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. It's built.com. promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. All right, Pilsy. So the Matt Murray debacle will continue. We hope that he refines his game because every team needs a starting goalie. And right now the Senators are finding out the hard way that... It's tough to, A, juggle three in the NHL, right? Like that road trip, they went Gus, Murray, Forsberg, Gus. Can't be doing that. you got to have some sort of stability back there. And I think that Sens fans who maybe took Craig Anderson for granted over those years are realizing just how crucial it was to have a guy who could play 55 to 65 games in a regular season. And, man, hope Andy's back, by the way, because he's out week to week. Week We hope he's back middle January. Buffalo's in Ottawa twice. and. I would love for Andy to be in one of, or if not both of those games, because he needs the ovation that he deserves from Ottawa Senators fans, the greatest goalie in Sens history. But as we continue to learn more with Matt Murray, we touched on his team in Belleville. They're buzzing. But before we get to that, Adam Godet, quickly, off of waivers. I made a video over the weekend. You can check that out on our YouTube. Please subscribe, and thank you for making Locked On Senators your first lesson of the day. Free and available wherever you download your podcast, and of course, as I mentioned on YouTube as well. What do you think the hockey god can bring to the Senators lineup? I don't know if you saw that's his Twitter handle.
1: <laughs> nice, but spelt G A U D. Love it. Lo- love the confidence. I mean, uh, and just quickly while we're talking about fun Adam Gaudet stuff, how hilarious is that video of him kicking huh. his wife in the face on their wedding day? I mean, everyone- that one needs some context. Yes, yeah, yeah, I should give him context. Not a uh, abusive situation or anything like that. He's doing like a little lap dance for her and she's sitting on a chair and he tries the old swing the leg over the head trick. And... Uh, Who hasn't been there? Spoiler alert, it misses. Uh, I... Ross, I know you're a fan of this move because I've seen you do it once or twice, and yeah. it, it's a strange move to me. The risk versus yeah. reward of the kicking your leg over someone's head quickly—you got to be loose. never lines up to never that never works out for me. I, I don't understand the uh, the thought process there, but it did make for a hilarious video, and I think his wife was uh, was okay. So, and I think they're still married, so that's a good sign. But Ooh. Adam Garnett. Obi-Baker winner, so that's that's definitely something to build off of. And he's, like, in Chicago, he only had, like, eight games last year, like seven games, a handful of points, so a very minor player. But there was a year in uh, Vancouver, Vancouver, Ross, where he had 33 points in 59 games. So he's able to produce at an NHL level, and he's proven that when he's given the proper opportunity here. But if you're the Ottawa Senators, this is, this is a low-risk move that – you know, you've, you've tried other fourth line centers and it hasn't been working out. This is a guy who you can put in there and hopefully he's got some potential to grow. He's not that far removed from that uh, high point total season in Vancouver's 2019-2020. So, hopefully they're trying to find some lightning in a bottle here. And it's, again, sometimes you just got to bring in some fresh faces. Like someone yeah. that hasn't been dragged through the mud. Mind you, he did come from Chicago. So, he went through some mud, that's for sure, but not like the Ottawa Senators have been on the ice at least. So hopefully, this is a guy who brings in, uh, you know, some new charisma, some new style. He seems like he's a good guy in the locker room. So I think overall is a good pickup. Like, why wouldn't you do it, right? It's, it's unfortunate that
0: COVID took away all the momentum that he had started to build yes. in his career. He only had zero points, only zero in ten games uh, in the bubble with Vancouver, a team that won around. So. You wonder kind of what was the situation there. Then, you mentioned thirty-three points. Since then, he's got fifteen points in about the same amount of games. So, which isn't that bad.
1: No, but
0: no, except it's over three
1: seasons. <laughs> yeah, it, but like game, like point per game wise. It's not terrible.
0: It, it could be better, but he's a skilled player. Like that, That's what he brings. He's not he's not your in-your-face, in, in your battle-in-the-corner kind of guy. He's he's a skilled, smooth-skating player. And you mentioned that Hobie Baker year, 30 goals, 30 assists, and 38 games. Not bad. Eastern, so, yeah. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a situation where he can get some offense going. Like we talked about that second power play unit, they could use a little boost of skill. So maybe flip him out with Dylan Gambrell and see, uh, see what you can figure out. With that combination, but we'll talk more tomorrow. We're going to record tomorrow's show right while the Senators step on the ice for practice. We'll get line combos and such there. But before we go, let's talk about the Belleville Senators because we saw them get smoked by the Laval Rocket twice, or sorry, earlier this season in the, in the Laval home opener. Embarrassing, but man, they really flipped that storyline on its head. And Matt Sogard. Has been so unbelievable for this team, as has Mando. Like, Mando's season stats still aren't great. Still an 890, or sorry, an 888 save. Per- sorry, that was last year. 898 save percentage. But in his last three starts, 931, 903, and 921 in their win against Laval. 35 saves he made on Saturday. He was a big reason why they were able to get the win. And then Matt Sogard, you kidding me? Like, this guy had a real tough start to the year. Two of his first three games, he got pulled against Rochester and against, or sorry, he didn't get pulled against Rochester. He may as well have 833 save percentage, four goals on 24 shots. But man, since then, 920, 926, 941, 946, 950, 941. The Great Dane is buzzing. So it was a great time for us to put out in our throwback interview series with Matt Sogard. So check that out on our YouTube. You can also see what I allowed my hair to get to during COVID. Yeah, oh, it was bad, Ross. Boy, it was bad. I showed my girlfriend. She was disgusted. I was like, how did you stay with me through that? But to be fair, barbers are closed. I don't know what you want me to do. Get the clippers out at home. It's not going to happen. It's what I did. <laughs>
1: yeah. Simone's going to do it for you, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, just a I quick, don't trust uh, Rachel. quick fade. You trust, don't trust her with her. my teeth so trust her with you, my teeth but not my hair. you thought it was better to let go Bushman than give it a try than Maybe, give yeah. it a try the home barber To be fair as well,
0: we didn't think that these videos would ever be videos. We, yes, th- we yeah. thought we were just recording for audio but tough look for me. I actually booked myself another haircut just from seeing that one, <laughs> to get the stink off it but um, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode we want to keep it a little bit lighter. Than we had in the last few days because that last episode was
1: a tough one, Ross. I feel like that was like a a bit of a therapy session for both of us. Yeah.
0: Well, we we try to make it a little bit better to be a sense fan. That's what we like to have as our little slogan here. And it comes from the big boss from Locked On, Utah Jazz. He just wants to make it a little bit better to be a fan of our team. That's why we're here Monday through Friday. Pilsy, we've got a great interview coming up on Friday. We're not going to tease it. We also have a Sense Central Citizen which uh, we've kind of done sporadically through the year. Still hit us up on Twitter at Sens Central if you want to be on the show and we'd be happy to chat with you, how you became a Sens fan, all that great stuff. Hilsie, the Senators are back in action on Wednesday at home against the Vancouver Canucks, another team dusted in turmoil. So it'll be really interesting to see who comes out on the right end of that one. But we've got a full show tomorrow to break down the line combinations we didn't even get into this is what I mean when Brendan Lemieux literally changes the narrative, that whole situation. Like Instead of just talking about a loss, we spent 10 minutes talking about Brendan Lemieux, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So, it really is, and so is this losing streak. But the Senators, uh, with brand new line combos that we'll get into, like Stutzel with Kachuk, that was an interesting move. And Very. we'll see how Adam Gaudet fills into this situation but for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan this has been the locked on senator podcast your team every day